Good Thursday to you and welcome inside the Property Squad Studios at WKVL and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Thursday edition. Jeff, welcome in, man. It's uh, it's it's cool again. Yeah, cold again. Not a fan, but I mean, it's par for the course. I saw something a while back that said I think right around this time we're in the second fake spring, so it's uh. It'll warm up eventually. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, you know, I, it got me. You know, I'm a, I'm a very much like I had a rule and I had to break my rule. I did not want to mow until April, <laughs> and then I felt like I at least had till today to to not mow either because if I if it was April first, I could say, oh yeah, I was just kidding, April fools. Uh, I could just say that because obviously that's that's the out right, but. It grew so fast. I mean, I had I had some good standing grass. Uh, I had to mow. I've mowed twice. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, and and I'll probably mow again this weekend just to stay ahead of it because I've found out. This is it took me several years to figure this out. You know, if you'll mow it like just a hair before it just has to be mowed, you don't have to like you know pound out the the grass that builds up in there. You know, it's not near as 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 troublesome you don't have to go backward and forward over it because it's so tall that you're pushing it over most times <laughs> i just i just found that out i just muscle through it i'm just kidding i i i knew that i just the the it was you know risk reward and i was like well two more days of not mowing is still better than than 15 minutes of just terrible mowing yeah that's true and so so i mowed twice but what i was going to say is it got me is of course, over the course of this 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 stay at home, because we've taken it pretty well to heart. I mean, unless we need groceries, unless we need gas, unless there's just something that I have to have, we're staying at home. Yeah. And the thing is, is even when I go somewhere, like I've been to Lowe's a couple of times, I'll admit, but it's straight in. I know what I'm going to get. I touch what I want, and I leave. Yep. And then I usually... I will walk around just for a few extra minutes to find that 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 lumber section register that has two people in it, not stand in the the long line. I I would venture to say people will get this thing from standing in line more than it will from going to the location. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely. And, and so anyway, but I've done uh, I've done mulching. I've done edging on the 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 front flower bed when and when I say edging it's that that poke in the ground mm-hmm. stuff took me like 30 minutes not bad but it looks really good. I uh, did mulching. Uh I've we went and bought flowers uh for for the front porch like we have these these really heavy ollies pots that we just put the the potted plant down in. We don't move it. We just sit it. And uh, it kind of works. And then uh, I planted a tree. You ever planted a tree? I have planted 3. So, so this is the first ever that I have planted. Like when I bought, I bought a house in Morristown one time and there was two brand spunky new, uh, trees in the front yard 
Uh, within the first year, the one of them died. Nope. And then the other one just kind of kept on. I'm pretty sure to this day is still growing, right? Yeah. So really, no, and it was a Bradford pear. I, I tell oh, you. Oh, so it'll split eventually. Well, that and it stinks <laughs> when it blooms. I mean, it smells terrible. But so anyway, my dad has Bradford pears, so I was, I was pretty much not going to do that. So, you know, we live in a smaller neighborhood. We have one of those postage stamp type yards, you know, not real big. So, but Laura loves trees, and our neighborhood has... If the owner didn't put one in, there's not one. I, I mean, you. it was cleared, subdivision put in, very nice, you know, sidewalks, street lights, the whole deal, but no trees. And <laughs> Laura's just like, I need a tree. And I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of, I, I found out at the Morristown house, and, and again, this is another one of those tangents I didn't plan for. Yeah, but that's okay. In Morristown, there was a tree that was on the on the fence row. And, of course, by the looks of it, it was the neighbor's. By his look of it, it was mine. And so we ended up, he he trimmed the half that was hanging over his, and I, I trimmed the half that was hanging over mine. So I, from that very weird scenario, I try to look at not what the tree looks like now, not what the tree's going to look like in five years, but what the tree's going to look like in 30 years. That's the smart way to do it. And, and so I was looking, and, and of course, we're big Tennessee fans. So, you know, the uh, the white dogwood. Uh, was a big pick for me. And you, you want to know why? Because it'll, I don't know. It's white in the spring, orange in the fall. I was going to say there's got to be something orange on it. Yeah, it's it's orange in the fall, white in the spring. I was like, well, that fits. That's cool. But <laughs> here's where it don't fit. Uh, maturation, which we have all underground utilities, which, again, kind of exacerbates this worry. Um, that's a nice word, ain't it? That is a good exacerbates. word. Exacerbates. But uh, anyway, it gets uh, 30 to 40 feet tall. And I'm talking postage stamp. Like these two studios is about the size of my yard. Uh, it gets 30 to 40 feet tall uh, at maturation and 30 to 40 feet wide. Ooh. Like it literally would shade my entire yard, which in some cases is good. But then I look at gutters and then I look at grass starting not to grow. Da 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 da. da which that, that was probably a perk in my book. Have but you already planted it? We have. And you know what? <laughs> it's not, no, no, no. We didn't go with the white dogwood. Oh, I was going to say. We did not go with the white dogwood because, again, it was a partial sun tree, and, and the front yard's kind of the Serengeti. Like, it's going to get sun all day. Yeah. So we had to go full sun. We wanted small. Google helped me. Uh, we went with a weeping Japanese cherry tree. They okay. get roughly uh, 8 to 10 foot wide. And roughly, they grow fast too, don't they? Early, and they'll they'll get about fifteen feet tall. So they're they're probably primo. And the good thing is, is there's a lot of them around, not in the neighborhood, but in like Amarine there area. And uh, it's it's not a huge tree. I know weeping willows. Oh, not those. No. Will go after your septic tank. Yeah. Now that's another thing. This tree doesn't have an aggressive root system. Okay. There you go. So so if if nothing else, this first seven minutes tells anybody that lives in a subdivision underground utilities. Go with the weeping Japanese cherry. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> the three trees that I planted was red buds. Oh, nice. Still yeah. not not huge trees. No, no. Like, now I'm trimming them to try to because if you if you trim the bottom limbs, they go taller, and then when you get it to the right height that you want, start topping. You it. top it, and then it goes wider. And so I'm gonna try. To, I want these things to have head clearance for me to walk under, and then go nuts. Right. There's no reason they can't. There's nothing that's gonna you know, it won't interfere with anything. That's awesome. So yeah. And they're pretty. 
Yeah, they let me know when the Fisher button. Yeah, right. True that. True that. But man, what about yesterday? April Fools, man. In the in the sports world, I I didn't know which way was up yesterday. And, and the thing is, when you're stuck at home and you're kind of stir crazy, and there's nobody to bounce that off of, like like did you see the Zeke trade one? I absolutely hate April first. Yeah. For for everything, not just sports, but for anything. It's less than ideal. Yes, and it's because you see all these things that, are they real or are they not real? That can't be real. And then you're like, wait, wait, are you sure? Are you, maybe? Cause yeah, I, I saw the Saban retirement one. And I, I was saw like, that one. And I was like, if there's one that could be real, can this one be real? Yeah, it, exactly. I don't know. I There's one day out of the year that I absolutely hate, because I get a lot of information off of social media. You know, I have to go to these outlets to find certain things out. There's a there's one called Fake Sports Center. And sometimes yeah. they post real stuff, sometimes they post fake stuff. Can you imagine how much chaos it was yesterday? So I just yeah, I steer clear of anything and everything and I take nothing at face value. I will say, I will say I thought I thought yesterday they took uh they took it down a little bit. Uh, Cause it wasn't just rampant. Like there was a few. Like the the they they said that the what was it was it they traded Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cowboys for Zeke Elliott and some picks or something. It was, uh, it was pretty terrible. And then then Alvin Kamara was traded away from the Saints. And then which these are all people that I that I kind of care about. So not the Cowboys so much, but but the the Alvin Kamara, but. You know, there was the Nick Saban retirement. There was, uh, I can't remember. Uh, and then there was a couple that, that, like, I thought were April Fool's jokes that ended up being real. Uh-huh. Like the two Lady Vols that entered the portal. Did you hear about that? No. Zaya Green and, uh, uh, and, and Massengale, Jasmine Massengale. Both are entering the portal or leaving the program. And I thought one of those, like, I thought one of them was probably legit because she, she got hurt last year, didn't play a lot. And culturally, I thought it might might not work out, but uh, no, both of them's gone. And huh. I'm like, and I was waiting on it because you know normally with Tennessee stuff, just because of the social media outlets that I follow, I'll get a push, you right. know, that says, "Hey, this just happened," and I didn't. So, which again, those people are probably working from home that do push notifications. But, but at the same rate, um. I was waiting on those to be fake, and they end up being real. Wow! So it's it just when you look at it, it, it was a it was one of those days to where yeah, you you really question the validity of every single post because you didn't know, and and that's the that's the humor in April Fools, and and you can ask Laura, she's not a kidder. Laura doesn't like to kid, <laughs> and uh, and and I kind of do, so it's it's pretty fun with her, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> It was there was one because we're doing the are you doing the homeschooly thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that not hilariously fun? Like it it blows my mind how much my little boy can run that little iPad. Yeah, it ours is very manual. It's like a lot of worksheets and things like yeah. that. And then like I would read a book worksheets. and draw pictures and stuff like that. And it and. I think Riley gets a little confused because she's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And so she gets a little distracted and I'm like, come on now, let's go get back on pack and get back on pace. And see, I'm, I'm really good at putting the patent face on. I'm like, Hey, we got 30 minutes. We got to get this done. Yeah. And, uh, so that, that works for me. Uh, Lauren, maybe not so much, but, uh, I will say yesterday 
like like this was Laura had been doing the majority of it because again, um, that's just the the dynamic just ain't there. Laura is the better small teacher, and then I'll pick it up at some point later. But but I will say yesterday we split it because yesterday was a heavy workload day, mm-hmm. and so there was like thirty minutes of this app, this learning app that taught you English stuff, and then there was thirty minutes of this app that taught you math stuff, and so. You know, you set him up, and I'm like, hey, it says you need to do this iReady. Is it this? Well, no. No, you got to go into this app, and then it's right here. And then and then you use the login for guest because that's what works. And then I'm Jackson 7 because that's because there's another Jackson in the school, da 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 And I'm just like, but what, yet I what have What did to. you learn? Well, and I'm like, <laughs> but yet I fuss at you for picking up your room. I'm like I'm like you have you have just I mean you're at equivalency he's 7. I was probably like 17 before I was at what he's doing right now. And that's just that's just nature. That's just yeah. where we're at in society, but but no he got right in there and then it was loading and of course you know and and I I tell you I'm more like my in-laws and my dad than I ever would would give myself credit for in the fact that it's loading. And if after about five seconds it hasn't loaded, what do you do? Uh, yell. No, you get out of it. You you shut down the oh. app and you bring it back, right? Because something with your internet's messed up yeah. or, or blah, blah, blah. Mm-mm. He goes, Dad, it's fine. Does this at school too. And sure enough, here in about three more seconds, boom, here it comes. <laughs> and he works. And then all of a sudden I was really nervous because it's on an iPad and he's got, you know, it's his school iPad, but there's still, you know, there's opportunity to get off track, right? Mm-hmm. So I set the timer and I'm I'm doing work from home too. And uh um all of a sudden I hear we're entering free play. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pause timer. Walk in there." And I'm like, "Hey, what are we doing?" "Oh, once you get done with with your your lessons, it'll send you into free play until the next lesson loads." And I'm like, "Are you messing with me?" <laughs> like, like it's the funniest thing. Like I wish I I feel like at this time would be the best time to record a uh, a uh, like a I don't know like a redneck Kaiser family big brother like if you just if you just had yeah. cameras at our house uh, to get this out like it's it's next level I mean it like honestly and it's good because um, now that my boys are Pete and repeat you know I, I think the uh, the aggressive words let's just say let's use that term the aggressive words are at a, at a minimum so I mean I think you know editing would be easy. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's funny between Chase the dog, my my little puppy, and uh, and the two boys and Laura and I. I mean, it's a uh, it's comical. I could say that it's comical. But man, April Fools' yesterday left us left a lot out there. Uh, like I said, the the Nick Saban retirement I wish would have been true, uh, but it's not. Oh, that that would have oh, like honestly, great. I can't wait for that day. Like, that's just me. Like, and I know, you know, this first segment seems to be kind of off the rails altogether every day. But, like, you don't know what that day will mean to me. And here's the deal. They're going to go out and they're going to get a Dabo. They're going to go out and they're going to get Lincoln Riley. Or they're going to go and get whoever they want. But it's just going to be those couple hours, maybe a couple days, where everybody in that state and around the country question whether they keep that A shirt that they bought when Saban got good. Yeah. Because that the, there's a lot of people. I'll give a lot of people credit. Marty Millsaps, longtime Alabama fan. 
James Butler, one of my good friends in Morristown, lifelong Alabama fan. He was a fan during the Mike Shuley years. I feel like if you can make it through those, you're you're <laughs> hooked. You're stuck. And he he shows pictures like because we went we went to Tusculum together, and uh, I always gave him a hard time. I'm like, yeah, it's easy to be a fan of Alabama now. They're really good. And his brother's a big Alabama fan, and and they're they're kind of trucking right along. And uh, all of a sudden, he I went to his house to watch a Tennessee Alabama game. I'm all Tennessee out. He's all Alabama out, and he's he's a good fan. But uh, he pulls out this this daggum 1990s late 80s early 90s album. And he said, what were you saying about me not being a fan? And it's literally <laughs> roll tie T-shirts, elephant hats, the whole deal. I mean, he was he was about it. He's eat up early and, uh, you know, had hound's tooth all over the place, nasty stuff. You know? <laughs> but uh, anyway, that day when he retires, I'm just going to be like, I hope they go get Kiffin. I hope they go get Kiffin. Yeah, you have to know that whoever they get, there will be a stretching legs point. And it, that'll be a scary time for them. Well, and you know it's going to be a nationwide search. They're going to go. I mean, they're going to go everywhere from Bill Belichick to Dabo Swinney to to yeah. whoever, whoever you want to put in those. It will be somebody swings. you've heard of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there, there won't be one of this. Hey, let's give this guy a chance from San Diego State Community well, College. And, and and here's the thing: a lot of people's like, well, well, he'll go after you know one of Saban's disciples. Unfortunately, and they very they very well may. They may go Kirby, which he was a Georgia alumni, so that's probably not a good That's going to be a hard get. Uh, Dabo Sweeney was a, uh, an Alabama alumni. Uh, again, I think two, three years ago, probably an easy get. Mm-hmm. Before he won a national championship, easy get. But now, I mean, what do you? why do you leave this palace in this country to go to a bigger palace, a bigger country, but you have to start and prove yourself again. Yeah. And, and so, you know, a different dynamic. There's Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, I, I think, and I've always told people this, if if it comes to their coming hunting for Jeremy Pruitt, he's got Tennessee where they need to be. Yes. And so that, that doesn't bother me at all. But a lot of athletic directors, i.e. people who have, who have, you watch it over the course of history, you know, when Lloyd Carr left Michigan, when Bo Schimbeckler left Michigan, any of those, did they go after one of their guys? <laughs> Not right. always. No. Not always. They went Rich Rod after Lloyd Carr. We don't talk about him. Well, I know. I know. It's a, it's a little down That was moment. a dark time. Down moment. Ohio State. You know, you look at, at the, the post-Woody Hayes. I mean, they, they, they made some, some transition that was off the grid. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you look at Alabama. Gene Stallings was a bear guy. And then they go and get – I can't remember who that next guy was. I did. It was like I can see his face, but I don't know his name. But it didn't pan out. Right. Then they go get another guy. It doesn't pan out. They went and got Mike Price. You remember Mike Price? I do remember Mike Price. Yeah, he never coached a game. <laughs> he got hired, got in trouble, got fired, and didn't coach a game. But uh, then they go get a couple other guys, and then Mike Shula shows up. Mike Shula's the heir apparent. You know, he he was another one of those disciples of 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 other great coaches at Alabama. He was gonna ha- he's gonna make it happen, and it didn't. And so then they they lock stock and barrel are about to lose this thing. It's about to be the longest stretch in in time between national championships. You know, they hadn't went much more than about ten to twelve years. They go hire Saban. By oh nine he's got a national championship. The rest is history. Uh but but I think, yeah, that, that moment when he 
he he drops the the shift on on college football. And now, granted, I I don't know that he ever wants to stop coaching. I don't think he ever looks happy doing it. But I think he it's one of those deals. He doesn't know what else to do. You know, it it's funny you bring that up because when you mention that, I look at some of the the coaches that are great and you look at them and you're like, you know, why what where why did they quit? Like Bill Cower was another one, uh, for a long time. He didn't look happy coaching. There were times when things happened that he smiled and, you know, they were few and far between. And Saban's kind of the same way. He'll smile at something, but you look at him and it's like he stays mad more than he stays happy. Why does he do this? And and I like I, I think if he ever quits coaching, it'll be because Miss Terry, not because of Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. His wife. Yeah. His wife, you can tell she has her own personality and she's a she's a great lady and, and she may at some point say, Nick. If you if you want to do anything in life besides coach with me, then uh, you may want to hang it up for a few years. Uh, at least give me like a five year stretch at the end of your life. <laughs> do you do you see him going to the booth? Now I think he could be he could be intermittent. He could be like a Gene Chiswick, yeah, to where he's like on a show here and there. But to for him to be a constant talker, I mean, it's like Bill Belichick. I don't see it. I don't see Bill Belichick. I see him no. being on a draft special. Yes, I see him being on a, uh, you, you know, a panel of some sort. But he's not going to be your Terry Bradshaw. He's not going to no. be your Howie Long. Uh, he's not going to take those roles. Now, I think Saban of those two is the more likely because yeah. Saban is a talker. I mean, you know, one of my favorite one of those um, I can't remember Capital One commercials or what have you, uh, where it's talking about that seven hundred dollar dress that you're going to wear one time. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. But, like to me, he's clever. I mean, he could have he could even have like a little show, like a little Peyton's place kind of deal where maybe he dissects something in the in the football realm uh that that has about ten episodes. I think he could do something like that. But for him to be an analyst, I, I think one, he's too blunt. I don't think he's uh I don't think he rounds words well. I right. I think he's pretty blunt. And and I think honestly, uh there's a little bit of uh arrogance that comes off of him. And, and and maybe do cause because one he's he's came from a from a lot of tough times. I mean the Toledo days, the Michigan State days, the LSU rise, the went to the Dolphins and got horse kicked, mm-hmm. and then got kicked back to Alabama. I mean if that's going to be your landing spot, I mean you talk about trajectory, right? Like he could he had a, as good of an opportunity after he left Miami to go to like you know. I don't know, Southwest Missouri State for the blind than he did to go to Alabama. Right. <laughs> I mean, just straight point blank, and he landed softly. Uh, but then then to do what he's done at Alabama, and honestly, I would say a lot of people would say that, that his recovery of Alabama was his biggest thing. To me, the last five years has been his biggest achievement because he's changed coordinators every year. He's changed a lot of coaches every year. Uh, he and he doesn't lose a he doesn't lose a step. He he very clearly has a great system, and and it's to the tune. It makes me wonder if these coordinators and stuff are coming in, and he says, "Here's a pamphlet. Do everything in this pamphlet. You'll get another job, and I'll still be great." Here you go. I I don't I don't think that's wrong, and I I don't know that how much, and I think that's good and bad because I'm a I'm a continuity within a staff kind of the guy. I think you know the reason Philip Former was great in the nineties is because that whole staff stayed together. Sure. Uh, the reason Dabo's good right now is because that whole staff stayed together. So there's a continuity factor that, that in college is, is kind of 
irreplaceable. But at the same rate, I think he's worked through it and done what he needed to do. He is the continuity. Yeah, I mean, well, he's like, he's like, there, there's not a lot of room for for margin because he's like, why change it? Mm-hmm. Why change it? And so we'll we'll see, we'll see. I uh, like I said, April Fools, the the Saban retiring uh, was the one that if 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 any of them could have been true, all of them I could have accepted. I think at some level. Uh, but the Saban retirement uh, would have uh, would have really tested my social distancing because I'd have been dancing in the streets. I'll just tell you that. I'd have, I'd have been hanging it out. But anyway, uh, it's 624. We need to get to our first break. If you like what you're hearing, check us out on our social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Also on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music. If you want those links, go to our website, www dot the grind on sports.com that's the grind on sports.com and if you like the website it's because 42 sd 42nd street marketing has helped us get there and will help you if that is something you're interested in again 42 sd.com if you want their what they've done and 865-382-7007 if you want to talk to miss Jana and get something set up but again great show on the way we got more to talk about as you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com, Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Rural Americans are the heartbeat of the nation. Work goes on at our farms, at our factories, and at our homes. Rural King is working hard to keep that heartbeat going by providing the essential items you need to feed your families, your pets and animals, and yes, the nation. We are partnering with the government to ensure Rule King is a clean space for our associates and our customers. So together, we can keep the heartbeat of the nation pumping. God bless you from your friends at Rule King, America's farm and home store. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports Sports Radio Show. 
the grind. If you're looking for a way to catch the grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything the grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out right here on a Thursday edition. Jeff uh, talked a little April Fool's and then ended up talking about the day that Saban retires. I feel like that's <laughs> going to be a great day in East Tennessee. But uh, kind of scooting on to the next topic, and this will shed some light to the NFL. Yesterday, and again, <laughs> questioning the validity of said deal, Dolphins looking to trade up to that number one pick to get Joe Burrow. One, why? And then two, is that a good move? So, so let me let me back up and knee jerk for me. No, like here's the deal: is is Joe Burrow a great quarterback? I think he is. He showed that the trajectory is there, but he did it in one year. Yes. You look at the previous year, and granted, it was it was first year with with Joe Brady. It was a lot of different things, but he was he was average at best. Yeah. The previous year, and and it just the, it clicked. You know, I I I continue to say this, and and I think there are you know there's Eli Manning's, there's there's Peyton Manning's, there's there's all these quarterbacks that you can look to that were great. But I mean, here's another name that was uh, that was undefeated, won a national championship. Greg McElroy. Wasn't he in? Oh, he was no. at Alabama. I was gonna say Rory McElroy. I was like, that's a golfer, isn't it? Yeah, Greg, <laughs> Greg McElroy. He's the the guy that does SEC Network. Okay. Is he a great NFL quarterback? Not right now. No, he wasn't. He wasn't ever. Uh, and, and then, you know, you look at all these other Alabama quarterbacks. You look at some of these these Florida quarterbacks. I mean, Tim Tebow. 
Is he a good player? Is he a great leader? Is he a good locker room guy? Absolutely. But did he, and some would argue that he didn't get a fair shake. That's not the conversation we're having right now. But just because you go undefeated, just because you win a national championship, doesn't make you the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Right. It doesn't make you the next big thing. So so in my book, if you're at three, because I think the Dolphins are at three, two is going to be there. Yeah. They'll have uh, options. You, you know, Justin Herbert. To me, to me, Justin Herbert is the most pro-ready guy in the draft, maybe. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, is what you would have to get up, give up to move up like that. You would have to give up multiple, you know, next year and the year after first round picks. You're going to have to pretty much mortgage the franchise to get this guy, and he's not. He wasn't the. Uh, the two and three year starter, you know, you know, greatness that you need to see to give up that much. It, like if they were at ten, I would think that maybe there's some some reason to do this. But at three, you know, the rule I've always heard about the NFL draft is move back, move back, get more picks, move back. They're going the opposite direction, and and I don't know that this is the white whale to to jump on. If it wasn't such a quarterback-heavy draft, and I could maybe see this, but since it is such a heavy draft and you've got Tua out there, you've got Hurts out there, you've got Herbert, you've got Eason, you have so many you options. you Jake Fromm. Fromm is in there. Yeah, you're right. It, there's just so many quarterbacks out there that I can't say that I would jump from three to one and and – and justify that, especially for – I mean, and don't get me wrong. I think Joe, Joe Burrow is a number one. I like Juro. Yeah, Juro. I, I feel like that's like – It's easier to say, Juro. It's like an Italian sandwich. I think Juro is uh, the number one. There, I, I do. There's Jordan Love. I mean, you want to talk about a proto- – yeah. You want to talk about a prototypical size guy, 6'4", 224 pounds. He's kind of Patrick Mahomes on steroids. Yeah. I, I think that – they just need to sit still because it's it's an easy pick for the Bengals. He's the number one. We need a quarterback. Bring him in. Let's oh, if do you're, it. If you're at one, yeah, you take him. Sure, but I just don't know. Like this isn't this I, isn't Eli Manning. Like when no. when the when the Giants did what they did and, and traded out with the Chargers and got what they got, they got a guy who had been good for three years. They had got a guy who had been a starter and a stud and had come through a program that that was known for producing great quarterbacks, continued to do that. Daniel Jones, what, 20 years post David Cutcliffe sending Peyton Manning into the draft, sent Daniel Jones to the Giants. So, I mean, that's a a quarterback factory. Joe Brady's a splash in the pan. He's back in the NFL now. So, in my book, I, I just don't – I don't think it's worth the money, but, I mean, th- there's a reason why the Dolphins are the Dolphins. And that's that was my next point was this sounds like something the Dolphins would do. It sounds like they would move up to get this guy, give up whatever they got to give up, and they'll stay in the cellar because they'll have Joe Burrow. They'll have nobody else. They might get a good defensive player that'll ruin his career too. And, you know, the, the the Bengals will be on the outs because they'll go and get another quarterback that'll that'll service them for a while, you know. You know Justin Herbert is freaking huge. No. He's six six, two thirty six. Wow. Wow. Where are they projecting him? 
He's third best quarterback in the draft. Is what they're giving. So he'll be first round. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, in my book, if 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 he's there, if he's there, the 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 Panthers have signed Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Right. But they're that's not their long term fix. No. Uh, in my book, in my book, they're the Panthers are kind of meddling to see who their next guy is. And, and you know, given the Matt Rule system, uh, looking at PJ Walker, given the running guy, don't be surprised if you don't see a one Jalen Hurts make his way to Carolina because he's going to be down on the list. I mean, uh, I, I need to. Do you know the draft order or any anywhere close to what the top five looks like? I know it's. I know uh, Bengals at one, uh, Dolphins at three. Let me see. I got to imagine twenty twenty. Of course, who else would be up there? Redskins would the Redskins be up there? Uh, see, the problem is they they uh, they had just good enough year not to be in a great position. Twenty twenty draft order: Cincinnati Bengals, Washington Redskins. Oh, the Dolphins are at five. Hey, I I said the Redskins. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Washington Redskins, Detroit Lions, the Giants, the the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Panthers sit right there at seven. Ooh. I don't know. There's probably going to be some better options. Well, uh, and and you you have to remember too that they have uh, Will Greer will be a second year guy. I mean, are you are you ready to just completely close the door on him? And you, I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing: when you when you make coaching changes, though, the the same reason you draft a player is not the same reason you want to keep them. That's true. And that's what that's what always throws me when coaching staffs change. They're like. You, you know, just like when Pruitt came in, you know, they're like, oh, well, you got all these returning great players, da-da-da. No, you had good players in that system. Mm-hmm. His system's different, and, and his way of coaching's different. And, I mean, it's no different than any day job. Like, And, and that's how I like to spin things is, is relate it to the day job. Have you ever worked, let's just say fast food in high school. You work fast food in high school, and it's it's whether you have – you know, boss A, B, or C, it's still tacos. It's still it's still McDonald's. It's still whatever. But the the way that you're treated by by boss A, B, and C make a difference. The way they the, what time they spend, you know, developing you make a difference. And then, quite frankly, your connection to the guy who left makes a big difference. So, you know, I I don't know that the NFL has a lot of those connections like that. I mean, it's more of a business setting, but I. I I would be interested. I like Will Greer. I think he's a gamer. I mean, I think he likes to he likes to to have some unapproved substance every now and again. But uh, I will say, uh, maybe those days are behind him. That sounds bitter. But uh, well, I'll say he he could have he could have left a whole lot before he played us. <laughs> but uh, Twice. both times. Twice. <laughs> but uh, but what I'm saying is. You just don't know what they're looking for. Now, Will Greer is a gamer. As a as a college good player, that may play right to Matt Rule and, and Joe Brady because they're college guys. They they know that dynamic and that way to look at things. But is is you know because he's moved a couple other college pieces that he they coach PJ Walker. You know there, there's all these different pieces. Are they looking to to create their you know, create their nucleus around people that already know their culture or somebody that comes in with a clean slate that they can they can kind of build off of. I think Will Greer, regardless, is either a good building block or a good trading block. Either way. Yeah, so, 
and that's what they need to look at. I, I think right now with them bringing in P.J. Walker and bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, I think they're just that. Let's let's bring every awesome piece we can without breaking the bank, and see what sticks. What 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 is going to work our system the best? And you know maybe that's Teddy Bridgewater for a while. Maybe it's eventually going to be Will Greer. Maybe it's none of the above. Maybe we're figuring that out pretty quick. Maybe it's PJ Walker. And maybe maybe <laughs> well, I mean you you could easily say that by far he was the best quarterback probably in the XFL. So oh, why definitely not? the most dynamic. Now, yeah, I would say you know did he have the best arm? I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, what did he did he have the best running ability? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and, and so I I think coming from Temple where he was a Matt Rule product prodigy, if you will. And, uh, and and having that XFL experience now that shows he's just he's just electric. I mean he's Cordero Patterson at the quarterback position. Yeah. Uh. And and so I'll, I'm interested. I'm trying to pull up uh, Mel Kiper's mock draft uh, as as we speak, just because not that I necessarily agree with him all the time, but he is kind of one of those, um, <laughs> you know, um, he's one of those. Um, Sources, you know, that a lot of people use. I don't want the YouTube. I don't want to hear him. I just want to see it. Uh, but, but I just going back to the original topic. I don't know that the Dolphins. I don't know that what they would gain from moving from five to one would be what they would get out of Herbert. What was that? Was that your phone? No, that's this. Uh, <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. I don't think that they would gain enough. Honestly, I think if you look at what they have right now, they have Bridgewater, Will Greer, and P.J. Walker coming in. And don't forget what Kyle Allen's there too. So you have four quarterbacks. I thought they traded away Kyle Allen. Oh, maybe they did. Maybe I don't know. It, so at the very least, you've got three quarterbacks that have all started in the NFL. Well, no, no, no. P.J. Walker did, but he started in the XFL. So you have starting experience out of three quarterbacks. I don't think you need to worry about going well, after Joe Burrow. And here's the thing. If you're at five and, and projections show that the top four are going to take quarterbacks, yeah, then maybe you need to fight. Maybe you need to get on up there. But here's the deal. Joe Burrow goes one to the Bengals. Mel Kiper's latest draft, mock draft 3.0. Joe Burrow to the, to the Bengals. Then it's Chase Young defensive end. Jeff Akuda, a cornerback, Isaiah Simmons, outside linebacker, and then Tua, the number two quarterback in the draft, going to you at five. Yeah. In a quarterback-driven league, for you to get the number two guy at five, you just probably need to stay right on put. Yeah, I wouldn't move. I, the Steelers for the longest year, for the longest time, and they still do this. Uh, they've been plugging holes like crazy. As a matter of fact, they they brought in two more players from the XFL, defensive guys. Um, just FYI. And uh, the thing is, is they're filling their needs out of the XFL with people they've seen play. So now they're going to go with their normal draft standard, which is we're going to take the best player available. So for them, that means, okay, if Joe Burrow is available when they draft, they're drafting Joe Burrow. If the number one defensive end is on the board when they draft, they're taking the number one defensive end. It doesn't matter. And that's just, but that's what they've done. 
Now, granted, they don't have a first-round pick this year. I, I was going to say, that's one thing that's missing from the first round yeah, is the Steelers. I think their first pick is like 42nd or 43rd or something. <laughs> but that being said, their first-round pick towards Minka Fitzpatrick, so I'm happy. That was a great Well, pick. and that's a, that's a first-round pick. I will tell you, I'm looking down here at the Broncos. They pick at, uh, they pick at 15, and I was really – I'm hoping – uh, if this mock draft holds true and and that the availability is there at thirteen, uh, I hope they they try to slide on up because San Francisco is picking from a pick that they got from Indianapolis. Uh, they're picking Jerry Judy from Alabama. Oh, and and they've got Henry Ruggs from Alabama going to the Broncos. To me, that's as big of a gap thirteen to fifteen as you're going to see. Henry Ruggs is a good receiver. He's a really Sure-handed guy, a guy that can do it. Jerry Judy's a next-level guy. He's he's a uh, he's a uh, uh, what's the dude from Atlanta? Plays yeah. for Atlanta. Um, Julio, Julio, Julia Jones. Julio. You ever seen that show, The Game? Yes. The mock where yes. he said he said I'm going to take Julia Jones. It's got to be tough being a female in the NFL. <laughs> it's the funniest show. Like if I don't know why I watched so much of it, but I did. Uh, but yeah, Julia Jones. Yeah, he's the next Julia Jones. That's another thing. Alabama. I mean, they can throw out some wide receivers. Sure enough. Well, they they know guys who know how to go get it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is they have multiple, multiple, multiple. So uh, it, it's it'll be interesting how this goes. I I like I said, I I don't know. I'm not the Dolphins front office, nor you know nobody is besides, and nobody really wants to be. But uh, you know they've just they've got a an opportunity there to stay at five, not have to to mortgage the next few years of the draft, and get a really good quarterback. I wouldn't move honestly in my book. I would take Justin Herbert at five. Yes, I would let Tua slide because Tua's had some shoulder issues, some problems there, and Herbert's just a bigger guy that can take a little bit more. Send Tua to the Chargers because that's the next pick, and they're going to take a quarterback as well. Or even worse, even worse, say you want Herbert and and the Chargers want Tua. Let them buy your fifth pick and get more picks down in the draft. There's a lot of ways to do that. There's a lot of ways yeah. to shop that. But moving to one to get Joe Burrow, a no. guy who is who was electric, was great, was clutch, one year at LSU, won a national championship, is he worth – the next ten years of your franchise, I'd stay. Yeah, I'd, I'd hang it right there and, and let it. Let's see what happens. But let's take our last break of the day. Listen to our fine sponsors again. If you like what you're hearing, check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. At your source where you can get all the social media and any podcast outlets that we put out there. Again, thegrindonsports.com, your source for everything the grind. And again, look at the website. And thanks to Big Forty Second Street Marketing, four two sdcom for what it looks like. And again, if you like it, need something like that for your business, give them a call, 865-382-7007. We're going to take our last break listen to these fine sponsors. We'll be back to finish up what's been a quick Thursday edition of The Grind. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. 
I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeffy Mack talking sports right here on a Thursday edition. Jeff, you know, we, we've been talking a little bit about iRacing, which, by the way, did you watch the Texas race or the Bristol race? No, I didn't get a chance to. So I watched the Texas race almost in its entirety, and then I, I just caught highlights of the Bristol, which really kind of bothers me because that's the one I really wanted to watch. But it's on YouTube. You can check it out. I'm going to have to do that. I may do that today. iRacing at Bristol, but uh, it, it was all really cool. Timmy Hill won at Texas, and, and it's escaping me who won at Bristol. But I heard uh, there was another big name that was joining the iRacing League. Oh, really? Somebody not in NASCAR. It was someone else that was just, you know what, let's do this too. Like a, a racer or just a... just a Gronk. Gronk. Really? Yeah, Gronk's doing iRacing. See, that kind of, that takes it away from me for a little bit. I just I, hope he wears that giant mechanical arm when he does it. I'd rather Danica get back into it. You know what? That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, what's it, she's not going to do any worse than Jimmy Johnson did week one. No. Maybe. And then I thought it was so funny, like at Texas... They were talking about like embarrassing, like they were talking about like, oh, he slid through his pits, da 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 da, da or he did this, he did this. That may be one of the more embarrassing pit stops, da 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 da. da. He and and Mike Joy straight up said, except for that time with Danica, and I went, oh, too soon. Wow, wow. We, we went there. But anyway, not this is not an iRacing racing conversation. It is in the fact that. What do you think about the NFL and the NBA piggybacking a little bit off of this iRacing concept in and the fact that video game broadcasting is is kind of going to be a thing? The NBA is going to do a NBA 2K deal where uh, basically a representative from the, the team is going to play and then they're going to put some money up, my understanding, and then the winner, the money goes to, to a charity to fight COVID. That it, I think they're scrambling right now to do anything and everything they can to get money because right now they're losing it, and it's something fun. It's something that I mean, the the broadcast cost is very low. Yeah, and and you're gonna get a wide range. Your demographic is gonna be all over. You're gonna get young kids. You're gonna get middle age. You're gonna get older people too because it's still sports. Well, what and what they need to do is, is they need to ride this. I mean, you know. I, and, and NASCAR could even look into this somewhat. I mean, Dale Jr.'s retired, and he's in it. Yeah. Uh, that You know, you could go and you could get, you know, Shaq could do this. You know, you could look at, which Michael Jordan, he is the most heralded non-public person I've ever I've ever known in sports. Like, this is not a guy that, that does a lot in the public, honestly. But you could have Michael Jordan do it. You could have oh, Shaq yeah. do it. You could have Isaiah Thomas do it. You could have Charles Barkley do it. I mean, there's all these things. And then did total like total tangent here. Did you see about the golf tournament thing that they're gonna put together? No. So you know, Phil Mickelson and Tiger have done these charity tournaments before, you know, million dollar, dollar, yeah. da da da. So they're gonna do that again and to to kind of throw some juice to it, no OJ intended, but uh to throw some some kind of extra beef in their, their their conversation, guess who's gonna join them in a pro am format is it jordan no it's better 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 bill murray <laughs> sports better oh <laughs> sports better hmm. tom brady and oh. peyton manning oh that'll be awesome so it's going to be one's going to pair with one one's going to pair with sure. the other. if i had to guess tom will be with with tiger and and phil and and peyton will go together okay just because i think it's, when are they do are they 
This it is, hasn't been announced yet, but guess who's going to be a color commentator for, for – and, again, this was announced yesterday, so a certain level of April Fool's may be in a, have uh, been involved. But I think the, the actual event is true. But they were saying even that after this day is over, you're still over here destroying me with April Fool's stuff. I really no no no. I don't know if it's April Fools, <laughs> but uh, I mean, man, I hope not. I'm getting my hopes. But up. they said a color commentator for it just to connect the dots. Just please, please be Tony Romo. No, Charles Barkley. Ooh, because he's because he's terrible. At yeah. Golf. So because Tony Romo's not, he's actually yeah. pretty good. Well, and see, that's where that's where you got it. You got to draw the line. You got to like Larry the Cable Guy or something. Do yeah. it too. Barkley will be good because he's terrible, and he's and he's funny because he has no qualms with like no. blasting himself. And you know he'll have all his Auburn stuff, his little stuffed animals stuck around. You remember that I, from last that year? That is exciting. I hope they do this. But you know, I think it could be great. And you know, to to throw extra money towards the charity to do different things. Uh, golf's a sport, especially the way I play. I can stay six feet away from everybody. I can yes. stay 60 feet away from everybody. I love to play golf, but I am horrible. See, and, and you know, we're kind of off on a tangent. I think, you know, the NFL and the NBA jumping on the, the, the video games, that's, that's a great thing. But in my golf game, like, I feel like, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a budget spender and everything, right? Yeah. I feel like I don't pay full price for anything. I will go to Amazon. I will go to this, and and I will either try to get you to price match so I buy from you, or I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that store and buy from them. Uh, it's it's just it's the market that we live in, right? And golf is no different for me. You're paying for seventy two swings, like that's ideal, right? You know, a pro golfer on a seventy two or you know a seventy two par course, right? That's what you're paying for. Yeah, that is the price you're you're putting down. You're putting down, you know, say it's, you know, say it's thirty bucks. You divide that by seventy two strokes. That's what you're paying. That's the retail price. So here's the nice thing about and golf. I hit about one hundred and fifteen, so I get and a lot cheaper golf accessories mm. because there's always another year. There's always the next one. There's always the the driver that came out in 2019. There'll be a 2020 yeah, edition. Absolutely. It's it's worse than an iPhone. And what happens is people go. I gotta have that 2020. Yeah. My 19 is totally fine, but I gotta have that 2020. And so now they sell that 19 to people like me. Yeah. Because I, I I'll I'll get your golf club that you swung a hundred times only, and you'll sell it to me, and I don't have to buy it brand new. Well, and my thing is, which I golf left-handed, which which screws the pooch on everything. Ooh, it does. Like it's terrible because I'm right-handed. Like I write right-handed. I throw football right-handed. But if I bat. A soft, you know, in a softball game, left-handed. If I golf, left-handed. If I go to a shooting range, left-handed. I'm like, I'm just all kinds of messed up. <laughs> I'm just all kinds of messed up. But it does, it does make it difficult. I have to buy from like Phil Mickelson and stuff. I can't just buy from <laughs> just anybody. But, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. But no, I think it would be great for them to to put that together, get that done. But you know, I think piggybacking off iRacing, racing, uh, I think that speaks to to what the the creativity of the sport brought in, what it's doing for for sports, and then quite frankly, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, because there's only there's only so many thirty for thirties, all of which I've seen. I literally watched. I I'd backed them off. I'd watched you know all the football ones, all the baseball ones. I watched Rodman, which if you have a chance, don't. Uh, <laughs> and and I watched the racing ones, and then last couple of days I've watched the soccer and the hockey ones. So I just feel like I am I am sportsed out 
So I need some, at least... I need something. Legitimately real movement. <laughs> I need stuff that I can't anticipate That's not or, marbles. or Google the uh, the result. But, man, it's been great having you in here. We'll hit it again tomorrow. we got Charlie Paleo interview for tomorrow. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, wash those hands, and grind on.